Thank you for tuning in to Real Presence Live. This is uh, Father Richard Kunzlaw with Father Ryan Moravitz coming to you from the Diocese of Duluth. We are at our last segment, Father Ryan. This show is just, I can't, I'm always amazed at how quickly this show goes by. I always cruise along the two hours. Huh? Yeah, it does. It does. And so um, uh, they're always fun. They're all, it's always good uh, um, to talk about what's going on in our Catholic Church, in our local community. And uh, speaking of, right now on the phone, we have Jim Ennis, who is the uh, Executive Director of Catholic Rural Life. Jim, could you tell us a little bit about yourself, and welcome to the show. Well, thank you, Father Richard and Father Ryan. It's a pleasure to be on your show. Uh, as you say, I'm the Executive Director for Catholic Rural Life. Catholic Rural Life is a Catholic organization that was founded back in 1923 to serve rural communities. Uh, I've been uh, the Executive Director for 11 years, and prior to that, I was uh, working in nonprofit management, and my background, I grew up in uh, Central California around agriculture and worked on farms, earning money for college, and then finished with an agricultural economics degree and then eventually went on to a master's degree. Jim, where are you based out of? Where's your office? Our office is based at the University of St. Thomas in St. Paul. Oh, okay. We serve nationally. We serve over 80 dioceses that have rural in their oversight. So our organization works closely with the St. Paul Seminary School of Divinity, and we also work with several Catholic departments and Catholic theologians to help inform our work and develop educational materials. Do you, do you sometimes feel a little disconnected living in the big city and uh, working with rural uh, church communities? You know, fortunately, um, I, I get out a lot. Uh, I was just with uh, a, a lot of priests serving in rural um the western part of our nation, uh, in Cal- Central California, uh, Utah, uh, Nevada, and Hawaii, of all places. Wow. And so I, I hear from priests serving in these rural communities, and, and then we also do a lot of work um, in South Dakota and North Dakota, and uh, we've got uh, ministries in a lot of rural parishes. So I stay connected very closely with those different chapters and, and the work that we're doing around the country. I'd say that the vast majority of our listening area for Real Presence Live here is rural communities. Uh, when you when you hear about the church in rural communities, and all, all of our listeners, a lot of them are experiencing it, but what, what might be some of the unique challenges that are being faced by these communities as opposed to, say, like you're in the Twin Cities? Well, you know, in, in the Catholic context, a lot of priests are covering multiple parishes, they're covering cluster parishes. I have a priest in the, the Saint Diocese of Saint Cloud. It's covering five parishes. Uh, many parishes in South Dakota priests are covering multiple parishes, three, four, sometimes. So their their priests are really stretched in their rural ministry. What do you What do you see the impact of that being, both for parishioner and for priests? I mean, so uh, you're spot on there. It would seem, you know, and it, but it. How is that impacting parishioners, and how is it impacting priests? Well, I think you know one of the one of the challenges for pastors to you know to in their pastoral ministry is really to know their people, and when they're spread uh, in broad geographies across multiple parishes, there are some unique challenges both in youth ministry, uh, adult ministry. Uh, often um, these communities also are under-resourced from a Catholic perspective. There may not be Catholic universities or even Catholic high schools in the local area. So the challenges of catechesis or teaching, how do you raise up laymen and women who really love their Catholic faith? If they want to go into agriculture, they go to a land-grant university or agricultural university, not a Catholic university, informing uh, 
you know, with Catholic principles and understanding of how to approach uh, that particular field. So there are a number of challenges from the priest standpoint of how to uh, teach and catechize uh, laymen and women and children in ministries where they're covering multiple parishes. Thank you for listening to Real Presence Live. This is Father Richard Kunz along with Father Ryan Moravitz coming to you from the Diocese of Duluth. We are talking to the Executive Director of Catholic Rural Life and uh, Jim Ennis, and we're talking about just that. It's like, how does the church function in the rural communities? I can say, uh, Jim, when I was uh, my first pastor, my first time as pastor, I had very rural communities, uh, Floodwood, Cromwell, and Meadowlands in Duluth, Minnesota, or outside, in the Diocese of Duluth, Minnesota, outside of the city. Very rural, and I remember being surprised when I first got there, you know, like, well, who mows the lawn and who uh, who's shoveling the snow? It's like, well, you are father. We don't have a staff to do that. And so, you know, I've, uh, you know, since then, I've been in larger parishes that have staffs, staffs do all sorts of different things where the priests in these rural communities often have very, very little staff. And so they have to do things that might take them away from actual pastoral work. That's obviously can be another typical challenge, I would think, for uh, for priests in the rural communities. It, it really is, and one of the things we're, we're doing, we're initiated a new program where we do t- retreats for Catholic priests serving in rural parishes to come together and to share their best practices and exemplary models of how to to address some of those particular challenges in multiple parish ministry. So we have 20 priests coming together from um, dioceses in the region and around the country um, in Minnesota, uh, they're coming to Buffalo, Minnesota, in two weeks to talk about those very specific challenges, like you just mentioned. You know, if you don't have paid staff, how do you get volunteers, or how how do you maintain facilities? And so, there are, those are just some of the challenges, among others, like how do we reach the next generation for Christ, the the young people, or how do we uh, raise up men and women who are confident, courageous, and and competent in their faith to share that with others in small group models. So this retreat model is one to share uh, for priests to come together to share ideas and best practices, and to, we have a couple of priests facilitating that workshop. Do you do you are you doing anything with lay leaders and and lay people in the rural areas uh, along those lines? We do. We have a, a program called Life in Christ, and it's a program. It's a small group model program where we do retreats and train uh, small group leaders how to lead small groups, how to lead a group through a Bible study, through a study of a modern letter to the church called an encyclical, or how to look at uh, how to study chapters of the catechism, and to see the rich treasure of Catholic teaching that's available. But often um, many of the men and women who are growing up in rural communities haven't had the opportunity to go through Catholic education. And so... They're feeling you know, less confident, less competent, but they, they have a desire. And so we, our Life of Christ program does hands-on training of, of developing these leaders and following them, uh, accompanying them for the year into leading small groups. So we have several programs in South Dakota and throughout the Midwest. One of my to go back, Jim, to my to my own experience in rural uh, parishes, is that I remember uh, being surprised again when I first got there. These little tiny parishes that whenever I'd have like a class, like I would teach apologetics or a scripture class, that I got large amounts of people coming because in essence I was the only show in town. You know, it's like if you're in a big city, you got like all sorts of things that are detracting you to to go do whatsoever, and and so there are real clear opportunities for 
clergy and for any type of teaching in these rural communities because I think, as you've already kind of mentioned, a lot of these people are really drawn to it and there's really nothing else going on in these small communities in compared to like larger cities. Percentages, at least in my experiences, I was always surprised by. Yeah, and there's a, there's definitely a spiritual hunger and interest, and when those uh, teaching opportunities are available, uh, many will take part in that. But there's also the secularization in our society, and so we have a lot of of young people growing up without necessarily that faith, strong faith component. There's a hunger there, but they're not quite sure, you know, how to assuage it, and it's. It's a real challenge, and that's why teaching opportunities or creative workshops or some types of uh, retreat programs can be very helpful for both youth and adults in helping them encounter Christ in a, um, a, a very safe situation. I remember another one of the uh, challenges, at least in one of the parishes that I had back then, was that uh, the teen pregnancy rate was very, very high. And, uh, you know, I mean, what, what would uh, um, uh, your office be able to um, you know, help in regards to education and, you know, just dealing with the young people in those rural communities? Yeah, so our, 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 our organization has chapters all over the country in dioceses, and so we work uh, closely with parishes and with bishops in those particular dioceses to uh, provide workshops and education opportunities. And then, you know, in situations where there's a crisis pregnancy, or for instance, we have uh, collaborators and colleagues that we refer them to other resources. You had mentioned that you're working with the St. Paul Seminary as well. What are you doing with the seminarians? Well, we, we take seminarians out for a week-long uh, rural ministry practicum. So it's two and a half days of, of sharing uh, practices. We bring rural priests who are serving in rural communities together and share their models of ministry and pastoral ministry and the challenges. And then we actually take them on farms and talk to farmers and, and Catholic families who are involved in agriculture and talk about some of the ch- unique challenges in those particular communities. So we do that for a week long, and we usually have uh, seminarians from 10 to 12 dioceses in the region. Jim, you, uh, you've been doing this for a long time. Looking back at your career thus far, what, what would you say is among the most rewarding things that you've done in this, in this position? You know, I, I think, um, speak, yeah, speaking about life in Christ, for instance, Having these laymen and women say, you know, we've been praying for this for five years, and your, that retreat that we just went through showed us how to lead small groups, and we did not have the confidence and competence to do this. And that was very rewarding to see them, and they're still doing it. And that was eight years ago, wow. and they're still multiplying themselves uh, as we speak. That's great. Jim, we have about 30 seconds left. What would you say to uh, any final thoughts to listeners out there? You know, I think... Um, in order to see the, the next generation uh, love the Church, they, they really have to see parents loving Christ and the, His Church. And so I, I really think, you know, a, a joyful heart is good medicine, but a broken spirit dries up the bones. And, you know, it, as adults and as uh, parents, there's a lot of tr- challenges that we face, but the Church provides hope and love, and they pass that on to your children. And to not just think that they're going to get through osmosis, that we need to share right. our love for Christ. Great. Thank you very much, Jim, and uh, God bless you on your important work. Thank you very much, Father Richard and Father Ryan. God bless you. All right. God bless, Jim. Thanks. All right. Well, Father Ryan, that uh, brings us to a near conclusion of yet another show, and I think it's been good. Yeah. So maybe even maybe even great. Maybe even grand. E- yeah. Is grand yeah, even, better than great? Well, it's about the same. 
All Saints is coming up. It's a holy day of obligation. Yes, that's right. How many masses do you have, Father Rich? We have a couple of them. We have a, yeah. Do you have an evening mass? The we do on Halloween. On Halloween. Yeah, I'm not so going to do, do it on vigils. Friday night. Yeah. Okay. So, yep, and the, and the vigil right here. So, uh, yeah, and so it's a, one of my favorite uh, feast days because I'm into hagiography. I love the saints as well, and so it's it's always great. I always bring out the relics, you know, and have people oh, see yeah, the relics. Yeah, you've got lots of relics, so I suppose. You know? Well, I don't bring out all of them, but I bring out some, so it's kind of cool. So, yeah. Good. So, uh, good doing the show with you again, Father Ryan. Yeah, good doing I'm the show with you, and uh, looking forward to the next one, the which next is one. just coming up soon. I know, because we're doing this at the end of the month as, as yeah. opposed to the beginning of the month. Could, so. could you give us a final blessing, Father yeah. Ryan? May the Lord in his goodness and his love for you bless you and keep you always, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Thank you very much for listening, folks, and uh, we'll talk to you next show. God bless. May God bless you, and may Jesus Christ be praised. Amen. This has been Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Real Presence Live brings you inspirational stories of faith and a look at the good and holy things happening in our local area. Weekday mornings from 9 to 11 Central. Tune in for an encore of each show beginning Saturday morning at 6. Get the podcast any time of day or night at yourcatholicradiostation.com or on the Real Presence Radio app. And remember, you can be a part of the conversation through Facebook and Twitter. Real Presence Live, local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network.